Hello, Gen Z Thoughts family. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast. So, um, hope my voice and my mouth is very um it's still a little bit salivating because I just ate some bomb rice and stew. So just just bear with that. Bear with that as you will. And yeah, let's get into today's episode. Into t- let's get into today's episode. So today's episode is coming out a little later than usual. It's still going to come out today as you're listening to this. Okay, it came out today. It came out the day that I posted it. It's the day that it came out. <laughs> it's the day that I recorded and edited it. I'm telling it to myself so that way I actually get it done. But I just finished recording a YouTube video and the video, I like the video how it is. I kind of don't want to touch it, do anything about it. Just leave it alone, post it. Hopefully it can get people to come to the podcast and listen to the podcast. But um, what do I want to say? So in the video that I recorded, because I was, okay, I remember in the last episode I posted, I said, I'm going to talk to you guys about my experience working at Sephora, but it's boring. I don't have any juicy stories or anything to tell y'all. Like there's really not much except for like, ah, and I say this with such a heavy heart. Like the only thing I really have to say about Sephora is that I will, I refuse to work in a space that's filled with a whole bunch of white women. That's it. <laughs> that's all there is there. Like there's just a, I refuse to work in a in a workspace that is all comprised of white women. If it's going to be white people, let it be a mixture of them. There's something about white women. <laughs> Love them, but as a collective, not a fan when it comes to the workforce it's a very very shisty stuff going on i'm a very firm believer in like let's help each other especially if at a retail store like why are you trying to step on somebody to get to the top like at the end of the day if you're doing bad the store's doing bad that's how i feel about that and just the white women um as a collective in the workspace there's not a sense of unity it's a sense of like what can i do to get ahead and that's what i've noticed and that's just my personal opinion and that's where i'm going to leave that there so that's the only conclusion that came out of me working at sephora (laughs) and i didn't leave on bad terms i left because of like i need to further my career and as of right now where i'm at in life being working retail is just not it (sighs) but in the video that i recorded in today for the video I recorded today for YouTube that's going to be out on Friday, hopefully. It's talking about that foo-foo trend that's going on all over TikTok. And, you know, like, I kind of wrote some stuff down for the podcast, like I spoke. Hopefully, I know I said some things that are very concise and insightful. So I'm just going to leave it there. Um... I'm probably going to watch the video back and see if I like it. That's, I'm just kind of talking to myself at this point. However, um, I was, was watching that, the video, like I was watching. Anyway, okay, let me explain what that fufu trend is because I'm rambling and I'm a, my, I'm a little, I'm not heated, but I feel as here on the podcast, I can be a little more open and more candid and just express how I feel because like you're not seeing me. It's just, you're just hearing me complain and I find a sense of comfort in that. I feel as though when I'm on YouTube, I have to be a little bit more presentable and very sensitive to what I say because YouTube is a very sensitive platform. So here, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so I'm gonna say what I want to say. 
the fufu trend is essentially African-Americans who have never had African food go to an African restaurant, buy the food, and then try it and record their reaction for TikTok. And at first it was very positive, very, you know, good. Oh my God, they're like, oh, this food slaps, this food hits, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, yeah, look at y'all, fuck it with some African food. That even me gonna say if I won't eat. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I had fufu. If somebody was to put a plate down of fufu, put a plate of fufu and it goes in front of me. And then, like, I don't know, a pasta dish. I'll probably go with the pasta dish before I go with the fufus and the egusi because that shit is heavy. And whenever I eat solid foods, I'll be ready to knock the fuck out, okay? Ready to knock the fuck out. Don't get me wrong. It slaps on a day where you're like, oh, I want to treat myself. I want to sleep good. Eat some. No, not even fufu. Eat some eba and okra soup. That shit will put you to sleep, okay? But, yes, the trend, people were liking it. It was good. It was good. Until it wasn't. Until it wasn't good. <laughs> And a part of me is just like, oh, see all these Akata people acting up again. Why must you do that? Why must you embarrass yourself? Because Africans are lethal. Like, they will come at your neck. And in return, it will make y'all come at us. And then it's just back and forth fighting. That's not going to get anywhere. And that is exactly what happened. People were posting reaction videos, scratching their mouth. as if somebody, I've been saying this all over, as if somebody put hellfire for them to eat. Are you kidding me? Like, such overdramatic. Being like, oh, this shit stinks. Oh, that poo-poo shit. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all are really disrespectful. And I kind of wanted to get a little bit candid about why, why personally me, if I was to have reacted the way I wanted to react, it would have been more negative than positive. It would have been completely very biased, very ignorant. For me personally, when I first came to America, I settled in New York. I was in the Bronx of all places. And kids are mean, okay? They made fun of me for my name. They made fun of me for, like, the way I smelled. Because sometimes if you make African food, it kind of lingers. They made fun of me for being me, for being African. And it took me such a long time to, <clears throat> sorry, it took me such a long time to accept myself and my culture now all of a sudden ha ha ho ho african afrocentrism is a trend and no no i'm ranting let me let me even get into afrocentrism for example granted i don't know it as a whole i don't know it as a i only know it from what i've seen and to me it just seems like just taking a whole bunch of parts of different african cultures putting it into one and being like yes we are one with the mother earth we are one with our ancestors. And it's like, oh, good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> I remember I went to this event that happens every year in Pittsburgh called Dance Africa. And the last one I went to, they were doing this like prayer chanting thing that if my mother was to have seen it, she would have thought they were doing ritual. They were like, <laughs> oh, I'm laughing because I'm just thinking about it. But um, sorry, let me just readjust the mic real quick. But... What were they doing? Yeah, so they had this little plant bonsai tree thing, and the lady started taking water. She would every time she would do a chant or a prayer, she would sprinkle it. And then the response to that would be Ashe, Ashe. And me, I'm Yoruba. <laughs> Whenever somebody says Ashe, Ashe next to me, I am thinking Ashe is like a, a sort of amen for example. Uh, so whenever someone is saying, Ashe, Ashe, me, I'm thinking, what kind of Yoruba ritual are you doing? 
Because I grew up in a very Christian household. Don't even get me started on that one. You already know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know I have a little thing about religion. Anyway, ah, that's, that's the point. So, like, I was seeing that, and it was just very much giving me ritual vibes. So I just wasn't fucking with it. And then whenever I think of... And then they're like, yes, the god Orisha. And it's like, ooh, you guys are speaking things that I was taught to fear growing up because it's goes against the Bible, goes against God, and here they are embracing it. So th- that just confuses me as a African in America. So back to the trend. I don't even know what I was saying. It's just people were just overreacting. And, you know, African, like me, like I said, okay, I remember what I was talking about now. Like I was just taught to be, I was just made to be ashamed of my culture. And it took me a while to finally like accept it. And now it's a trend, and now it's popular. Now people are just eating egusi soup. Egusi is not easy to make. I just, I'm thinking about it. I'm getting flashbacks to when I used to live in New York. Egusi is not easy to make at all, okay? It is very daunting. It's a very daunting food to make. Make it any kind of draw soup, any kind of soup, it will take you a minute. And it's going to stink. And it's gonna, Not stink. I don't want to stink is such a negative word. It's going to have a... See, I want to say it's going to have an odor. It's going to have a certain smell to it, and it's going to linger, and it's going to linger on your stuff. So for me, who enjoys making fried pepper, fried stew with iru, that is locust beans, with iru and things like that, and just very, very aromantic, aromantic what? (laughs) Very tantalizing dishes that that leaves a scent. So whenever I hear somebody, some nonsense person say, oh, your food stinks, I'll be ready to like punch somebody because it took me such a long time to finally accept my culture. And now it's a trend. And I people are eating it and just... <sighs> However, I'm not going to be ignorant to the point that's, um, that I'm going to say, oh, you can't eat our food. You can't try our food out. You must not eat African food. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Because I understand the fact that African-Americans have had their culture ripped away from them and now they're slowly trying to learn what it is. And... I- I kind of have a little feeling about that too as well. Like the African culture is such a, it's its own thing. But also the black culture is so vibrant. It's so like, to me, it's fascinating every day whenever I learned a new, a new black culture trend thing. No, I don't want to say a trend. When I learned something new about the black culture, there we go. So it's just like, wow, look at that. Look at them being amazing. Look at us being amazing. To me, I see it as a, way where like you have Nigerians, you have Ghanaians. We we look the same but we're different. Just like how you have Yoruba people and you have Igbo people. The black culture is just and it's and it's a part of the diaspora. That's how I see it. So what am I even saying? I'm just renting. <laughs> I'm renting. And just people are just being blatantly ignorant under the comment sections of these videos. Like, oh that shit look nasty. That shit look like doo-doo it looks like shit it looks like blah 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 and it's like uh, uh, wow okay can we not be rude so in my head i'm thinking like wow tiktok is so easily accessible by anybody what if there's a little african kid who is already having like mixed feelings about being african and because maybe like they get made fun of and now they see people being like oh that shit's nasty that shit stinks it's gonna kids are 
easy to like it's easy for kids to like conform to society and it's like oh well i don't want to eat it because it stinks and then they'll go and say that to the african mother an african mother who spent six <laughs> three to six hours making food will just slap them and then it's like ah and it, it just causes so much friction and it's just can't you just keep your opinion to yourself must you speak out of terms must you talk about must you must you do that why would you overreact if your mother was to make food for you and put on the table is this they are telling me this is how you react mm. i don't know i don't know i don't know and I, a part of me wishes i could talk like this on youtube but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Okay, we're not. We're, we're, we're trying very. We're making very much friendly content. Okay, very creator friendly content, family friendly content. There we go. Yeah. But um. Yeah. It's just. Ooh. I don't know. I have so many mixed feelings about that. And now it's like, a part of me is like, wow, this is really gonna really bring up that that topic that nobody wants to have in the sense of the divide between Africans and African-Americans or black Americans, I should say. Yes, it's going to bring up that divide between Africans and black Americans because there's a divide. There is a divide. There's some things left unspoken. I remember, I'm now I'm thinking back to when I was back in college and um, I was... That was like three, four African kids in the Boxing Union meeting. And we got on this topic about names. And I was like, well, my name is very important to me. And then I had a the one guy, this one guy was like, oh, well, it's not my fault if I can't pronounce your name. I was like, that's fine and all, but don't go out of your way to like miss say it. If you know what I say, just be like, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your name. And then I'll tell you how to pronounce it or the nickname that I go by. So it's just, there was just that whole tit for tat. And then it turns to this argument of like, Africans don't like black people. Africans think you're better than us. Africans, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm over here like, what are y'all talking about? I don't think I'm better than anybody. Like, I'm sorry that I know my culture, but don't hold that against my head. Don't hold it against my head. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it's not us. It's not coming from a place of bragging or a sense of entitlement or a sense of like, I'm better than you know. It's just, No. Like to me, the black to me, it's always been the black culture is a thing, and then the African culture is a thing, two separate things. Yes, we're all black in America, but at the same time, I don't know. I think for me, the concept of ethnicity just runs so deep for me because, like, yes, I'm Nigerian, but I'm also Yoruba, and I'm also I'm also Ishan. Okay, so like. I just always understood the concept of like, you may look, and race was just not something I grew up with. So like, I didn't understand race. I wasn't, I didn't know about race until honestly, like finally understanding the concept of race was something, it's just a recent phenomenon for me. Okay. So it's just the whole, ah, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just just that constant divide and just the sense of like one one feeling superior one feeling inferior and don't get me wrong there's some africans who will boldly say with their chest i'm better than you because i'm african but that's not look at me trying to justify <laughs> and there's some black americans who will boldly say with their chest fuck no i don't want to be african y'all blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> so that divide will always be there and it's just now that trend might have might open up the floodgates to finally have those discussions 
I don't even know me if, if I'm ready to have said discussion because the last time I had a discussion very close to this ended up me crying in front of the entire Black Student Union and I was labeled emotional, blah, blah, blah. But, and oh, I just need to run again. So like, I remember even like, when um going back to the whole concept of food, when I first started talking to my ex, like he would be like, "Yeah, I don't like coming over to your house when you cook because like it le- it stinks and it leaves the odor." And I was like, "Wow!" Like even one of my best friends used to say, "Yeah, African food stinks." Like I had, I had a lot of ignorant black people in my life, but now they're not ignorant anymore because they know I beat the fuck out of them. <laughs> but um, it's just it's just it's so it's. It's just food. Don't be... It's not It's not just food. It's a part of our culture. It's a part of our culture. Every culture has a special way of making special dishes. Right? The way Yoruba people cook okra soup is not the same way Igbo people cook okra soup. Okay? Just like how, like, we have iru that we put in our stew. Yoruba people, Igbo people, they, don't, they have iru, but they make it in such a different way. Like, it's there's so many different things. Yes, it's the same food, but it's, it can be cooked so many, like, in thousands of ways. And that's what makes the culture so exciting and so inviting because of the versi- versatility of it all. And just to see somebody boldly say with their chest, uh-huh, it's nasty, this shit stinks, all over all over social media you never know who's gonna come across <sighs> okay i'm done ranting <laughs> that's it y'all i just wanted to come up here and say that that was really it that's also all i have to say no crazy insightful seven and it's probably what gonna is this is what the content you're gonna be receiving is gonna be about just me being comfortable enough to be candid and just talk about what i want to talk about okay <sighs> That's it. I'm going to end it right here, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok. Everything is the same now. Bukola Abyss. Just search that in. Whatever pops up, pops up. <laughs> Follow me on there. As you're listening to this, look out for Friday, okay? I have a new... What's Friday's date? I don't, I don't care enough to look. On Friday of January... Okay, it's Tuesday, January 12th. That Friday, I will have a YouTube video out about this, which is going to be more concise, hopefully put together, hopefully. So yes, keep a lookout on that. And I will hear y'all, or y'all will hear me in the next episode. Oh, I like that. So we're finally coming up with an outro, (laughs) y'all. I will hear y'all in the next episode. All right, bye.